with you a happy days podcast season three episode 11 overall where's this episode 31 i think uh thank you everyone for joining me as always i'm dan i am your host i'm the guy who's gonna be gabbing at you about the next hour so i'm trying to keep the episode shorter and shorter so if i can keep this around 45 50 minutes that would be beans so in this episode we are late late in the third season laverne and shirley is going on and is going like gangbusters and so is Happy Days now, officially. After a season or so of worry, the show is now kicking behind. Fonz Mania is more or less kicked. We're going to talk about Fonzie Mania in a, in a separate thingy. Um, not here, but we will talk about the Fonz. In this one, we talked about Beauty Contests from February 10th, 1976, and Bringing Up Spike from February 17th, 1976. Let me play you this. <laughs> my ties out, eats my candy, she drinks my brandy, the most beautiful girl in the world, the most beautiful star in the world, she is a garble, not even Dietrich, but a sweet trick, who can make me believe it's a beautiful world. All right, Beauty Contest is directed by Jerry Paris. It's written by uh, Michael Warren and Bill Bickley. And in this one, uh, the guys, uh, Richie Pozzi and Ralph, are bemoaning the fact that they never go out with really hot gals, like cheerleaders. They're mainly talking about cheerleaders. Richie tries to ask a cheerleader out, and they all laugh at him. Well, the cheerleader and all her friends. So they decide what they're going to do is, with, with through the Fonz's assistant, they're going to throw a beauty contest, and they're going to offer prizes, um, the main one being a trip to Hollywood, then dinner at the Brown Derby with them from Zimbalist Jr. and a role in Tony Curtis's new film. And they do that to attract lovely ladies. And sounds like a horrible idea to me, but I, you know, I may say that again later on, but the, the Fonz is going to come up with a ringer who's going to be in there, who they will vote for, and who will win and who will not, you know, want to go to Hollywood or anything like that. Unfortunately, um, when the contest is well and truly underway the Fonz's um ringer falls through and looks like the guys could be in a lot of trouble this is a this is an interesting episode um i i will i will not say that it feels like the show is running out of steam as it gets towards the end of the episode the uh, the uh, the episode is a lot of laughs in it the Fonz is really great throughout ralph and richie's uh, high anxiety as the um as the as the uh, contest goes along is great. Arnold has some great moments, and Potsy is just becoming like more oblivious than ever. The sequence where he's singing the uh, you know the more beautiful girl you know you just heard it, um, uh, song and things are falling apart around them, and he keeps every time there's a pause he starts singing the song again is really funny. And the look on Potsy's face when Richie tells him to stop singing, shut up, is something and. There's a lot of great stuff in this episode. Um, uh, I think it's. I, I think the problem I have with it is that uh, it's. It's not quite. It's not quite in th- in three acts. But there's the the opening sequence where they trying to figure out what to do. 
they meet the Fonz, beauty contest idea. Richie has a date with the hot cheerleader. Um, then there's the long beauty contest sequence, and then there's the sequence when they announce the winner and things kind of get turned on them and they're, they're going to go bad. And um, the first act there is, is fun. Um, it feels... It, it's, it feels odd to me because if you're wanting to really get... I mean, they bemoan the fact that cheerleaders only go out with linebackers and quarterbacks and things like that. And that's kind of the way it was when I was in uh, high school. Not not completely, not entirely. Um, I think I've, I, I almost went out with um, a cheerleader when I was in high school. I, um, I found out... Uh, uh, after we graduated, that uh, she had a thing for me, and she—if I told you the story before—she had a thing for me. It was one of the cheerleaders. We were we were great. We were great together, hanging out together. Um, but I would never have thought to ask out a cheerleader. But she had a thing for me, and she told the guy she thought was my friend, and he also liked her. So he basically, she basically went to him and said, find out what Dan, you know, thinks of me. If, you know, we could go on a date. And he said, you got it. I'll do that. Never mentioned a thing. A couple days later, what did Dan say? He just wants you guys to be friends. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I found out about that months later when it was too late. Now, actually, during my senior year of, of high school, I went out with a really great gal who's a little odd here and there but she she was really great she was no cheerleader but boy she was close and uh so so i so i get it you see the cheerleaders and i mean the cheer i'm a leg guy so you see the cheerleaders jumping around in the little cheerleader skirts all the time and it was just like gosh why can't i go with one of those gals but other gals you know wear short skirts too and <sighs> I'm, I'm i'm longing for my high school days now which you know we're we're half and half um the first half wasn't so great the second half was pretty darn good Regardless, um, yeah. So they're they're gonna do that, and so that that first run, the the first meeting with Fonzie when they're setting up, and and Fonzie is really the one who's like, yeah, you guys do that beauty contest because Ralph has a dream that he throws a beauty contest, and all the girls are all over him, and 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 um, uh, Fonzie's more or less, yeah, do it. Just put a ringer in there, make the you know the winners a fake, and and you know you'll be fine. But then Fonzie lets him down by arguing with the gal on the day of the the contest and she can't make it but then i guess i guess we'll spoil it slightly in that fonzie does save the day in the end but of course he's the one who caused the trouble in the first place so there's a big thing with like hey the Fonz saved the day hey you owe me one well no you 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 convince them to do this Fonz, and it's it's one of the few times where, like the Fonz is really the Fonz is really the Fonz is really wrong um, I think so, uh, so. Yeah. So that first chunk up to the beginning of the beauty contest is up until the moment the Fonz comes in is fun, and there's a lot of good laughs, and there's a great scene with Mr. And Mrs. No Joni. Great scene with Mr. And Mrs. C about to get frisky on the couch, and um, they're not good. They turn off Jack Parr, um, which puts us in between 57 and 62. Because I'm imagining when they say, oh, "Don't you want to watch Jack Parr?" They'll be like saying, "Don't you want to watch Johnny Carson?" You know, not like, "Don't you want to watch the Tonight Show?" And um, there's some great fun stuff in there. Well, it's weird because once the once the 
contest once they learn what's going on and the Fonz doesn't have the gal there um, I started to get really anxious and that sequence where Richie is interviewing the gals trying to find out you know like you don't really want to go to Hollywood do you that den of iniquity and that oh so far from your home and your friends and your family I do I do and then one of them's like no I don't and so they name her the winner and you can guess where that goes from there um but uh but but that 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 sequence made me very anxious and then when the Fonz comes in sort of save saves the day up until the end i was kind of like oh that's not terribly satisfying i mean i don't i don't i don't particularly it's it's weird because the the episode has kind of like a have have your cake and eat it too thing where the guys don't get in trouble and they get out of it and they've had some dates with these gals. Presumably they aren't going to have any more. But it also has a sequence where Mr. C berates Richie in a strange manner for what they did. And then Richie has this really kind of gross, like, ugh, you just want to slap the white boy off of him. Uh, that, that face he has at the very end of it. It's just, they, there is no comeuppance scene for them if for what they've done there seems to be no uh, comeuppance but Mr. C kind of says that there is but we don't see any sign of that and it's just really weird to me that they would go all this way and throw throw this contest and put up this sheet and fa- I mean aren't any of the gals thinking hey these three dopes who I've been going to school with for years are suddenly throwing a a contest beauty contest and sending me to Hollywood to have lunch with Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. being a Tony Curtis film? Doesn't that seem weird? It makes the gals sound very gullible. Um, maybe they are. I don't know. I've never gone out with a 1950s gal. Uh, only in dreams. And But it's, it's weird because, like, the, the guys, they, they become like, um... Jesus, it, it, uh, you, you know, I was reminded of, of those skeezy guys in the movies Hard Bodies. Um, and there's another film where, there's another, like, um, forgive me, like TNA film from the 80s, I think, where some guys pretend that they're making an adult film and so they can meet women. Um, oh my gosh, I just thought of, of course, Audition. Yes, gosh, wow. And that's sort of what this feels like to me. It feels like, you really, I mean, I, I, like the moment... Even if the phony had been there, the moment the gals all lose, they're not going to talk to you guys anymore. So what is it? You had one date with her? Is that that was enough for you? I, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I did some one date things when I was in high school, college, and beyond, and I found them generally very unsatisfying. Um, so it's just it's just a weird thing that they would choose to do this beauty contest and this big thing, and Arnold's given over his place, and they've got a the sound system set up for it and they've got all these people there and all this stuff going on and it just it just just so they can meet a few girls the more i talk about it the more idiotic it seems so i'm gonna stop talking about it and i'm gonna give you the ending because the ending is the gals find out it's a fake and they get mobbed by the gals who are basically going to kill them the fawn steps out of his office and says whoa 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 those those prizes are um those prizes were canceled there's a better prize a month worth of dates with dates with the Fonz and the gals all go crazy and the winner's excited and she goes out in her bathing suit and her like um orange red 
high heels out to the Fonz's motorbike, motorcycle. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, I was watching pieces the other day, and they keep calling Kendall's motorcycle and that a motorbike. Um, they go out to the Fonz's motorcycle, and, and, and everything's okay. And, and they're like, and the guy's like, yeah, we did it. But what did you do? Just stupid, stupid stuff. I mean, it's kind of amusing, but... <sighs> And the way Mr. C kind of tells them in the beginning, if you're thinking of doing this and you don't have the prizes, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. No, no, not really. And then there's the closing sort of like tag scene. It makes even less sort of sense to me. I mean, because the guys admit to the gals that it was all a fake. And they say it's sort of like, oh, we just did it to meet some girls. And they, they made the girls do this, which is pretty crappy of them and then they're about to get torn up and then the Fonz does his thing and and all the prizes that we know of were for the winner and there's this weird sequence where Mr. C at the end is berating Richie who has this really pardon me poop eaten look on his face and um and he's berating Richie for doing this. And he says, like, oh, a lot of those girls were very angry. And their dads have been calling me all day. One of them threatened to punch me in the nose. I hope you're proud of it. Was all this worth going out on a couple of dates with some good-looking girls? And Richie responds with this, um, yeah. But it's weird because um, if the moment the Fonz announces that he's the prize... The winner is completely satisfied. And all the other gals saying, oh, I didn't win a month with the... So why are they... Why did they go home, as far as all the gals are concerned, from what I can see, because they swarm around the winner as she's going out to the Fonz's motorcycle, and they're, like, really excited for her. So as far as I can see, they were told there aren't any prizes. For approximately one minute, they got angry. Then the Fonz said, no, 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 there's been a mistake. This is the prize. Everyone got really excited about that, and it ended. So why would those gals go home and complain that there were no prizes and it was a ripoff when a prize was given out that everyone seemed very happy with? I mean, they might... I mean, there's a possibility they could have gone home and said something like, oh, well, it wasn't actually a trip to Hollywood. It was a month of dates with the Fonz or something like that. To which I would imagine most of the dads would have been like, what's a Fonz? And so it's just it's just a weird ending to me because I feel like I feel like Mr. C found out about it and is lying because Richie was told he would be in trouble, but they got away scot free. So now he's berating him and making stuff up because I can't. I mean, could you could you? I mean, would you? I I, I mean, like if I enter some sort of. I mean, I don't know. I, I obviously I can't put myself in in the gals' places, but but there's something like you know, I you know I lost the contest and the gal who won gets a prize that I would have liked to have had. It wasn't what I originally thought it was going to be, but it was a very, you know, good good prize. And why would you go home saying, oh, that unless you're mad that you lost, then that could be something. But the winner got the prize a prize she really wanted. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking about it right now. I'll just say, yeah, well, what the Brown Derby, yeah, was a, um, it's not there anymore, but it was a restaurant originally uh, in L.A. on Wilshire Boulevard, shaped like a big brown derby. I would have loved to have gone. You could see a replica of it created in um, Ed Wood. Uh, they all go to the Brown Derby, I believe, after, like, Bride of the Monster or something like that. I forget where. Um uh, And, uh, let's see, Ephraim Simbolist Jr., um, his, his, I, I'm guessing this is after 58, 
this is probably like 59 because Ephraim Simulus Jr. was one of the stars of 77 Sunset Strip, which began the 58-59 season. So I would put this, I don't know, 58-59, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, Tony Curtis, of course, is Tony Curtis. He's in tons of stuff doing this, that, and everything else. So um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, um, it's, it's an episode that I'd like parts of quite a bit, but then it ends up just feeling kind of dumb to me. And then it kind of doesn't make sense. That's not a bad thing. I get what they're doing. It's three teenage guys having fun, getting up to shenanigans and getting up to antics. And and it, they are fun antics and they are fun shenanigans. Um, however, this is a podcast where I'm going through every episode of the show in great detail. And I will say that um, these antics are, are not my favorite as far as antics go so let me leave beauty contest right there and richie is really like the richie i've been talking about previously the one you want to kind of punch in the mouth the one who's going to be kind of mean to Lori beth on occasion and, and just kind of a jackball as the seasons go along oh yeah this is him in here because potsy is just out of it and ralph is manic but 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 richie is a apart from a few moments richie is calmer and um, I will say, yeah, that, that sequence where he's interviewing the gals about the Hollywood thing, I don't know why. I, I know exactly what's happening, going to happen. I just find that scene kind of dull, unfortunately. But what are you going to do? So that was Beauty Contest. Next up, we have Bringing Up Spike. Bringing up Spike, February, uh, gosh, I've forgotten now, February 17th, 1976? Yes, February 17th, 1976, Spike is back. Richie's barely in this one. He's in an opening scene where he says he can't babysit Spike. Spike's in town for a week uh, because his mom is doing something or other, and the Fonz wants Richie to babysit. And, and the, um, the uh, Richie's going out of town to Northwestern for uh, like a college-related course journalism i believe thing but mainly he's there to score some chicks so richie's in the opening scene and then one scene later on when he's in front of like a random phone uh on on the wall somewhere in northwestern uh so yeah spike is there and um spike gets to stay out as late as he wants because fonzie isn't really a parent and turns out that um well, well spike wants to talk to fonzie about uh deal he's got uh, something he might be doing that will make him a bunch of money Fonz isn't really interested he said if it sounds good go do it he's got a gal named Gigi waiting for him he's like I'm gonna sit with this nice gal named Gigi and it turns out that um, um, Moose, Bobo and Spike are breaking into Arnold's and stealing all of Arnold's money but Spike is caught by Arnold and the Fonz is called down to give Spike a talking to but 
the Fonz doesn't really do that, so he has to call Mr. C down to help him give Spike that talking to. And we learn that Spike might become a florist. Hey! Like Hightower from Police Academy. That would be awesome. I'd like to see that. The Spike and Hightower florists. I'd go to that. So uh, this one, this one is, yes, this one obviously is, is, is Fonz heavy and Mr. C heavy. Um, Spike is in it. He's, he's fine. He's, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge Spike fan. Joni, it's a brief scene where the previous time we saw her and Spike together, I think Joni was just a little taller maybe than Spike, but now she's a lot taller and much more grown up than Spike, who doesn't seem to be, I don't know if they Gary Coleman him or what it was, but he doesn't seem to be growing at all. He seems to be just staying in the same spot. But, and Joni only gets one brief scene, and she gets the interesting scene where it's like 10 o'clock or past 10 o'clock, and Joni shows up a little late, and she's berated for showing up late, whereas Spike is just going out for the evening. And uh, Joni ends up kind of being half-dragged up to her room to go to sleep. And um, I don't know what Joni, I'd love to know what it was Joni went out doing. She looks pretty sharp when she shows up. So, um, and, and yeah, Aaron Moran is, is is growing up, yeah, in a way that Spike, <laughs> Spike ain't. So, but she only has a brief scene. A lot of the episode really is um, the Fonz trying to cope with um, Spike, who, uh, Spike calls him Uncle Fonzie, but he's actually, they're actually cousins, and the Fonz points out that um, he was an only child. So he's, that's a cousin. But it's the Fonz, like, I think he, he's sort of, he's sort of doing a thing, which is like, he has Spike there, and he's trying to get sort of other people to de- to delegate to other people. He's trying to live his life, but take care of Spike, but delegate Spike off to other people, but he can't really do it. So Spike ends up robbing, getting involved with these two people and robbing this place. And uh, one of the people, I think it's Moose, is played by Clint Howard. And it's great because when you see um, you see Spike climbing in the window of Arnold's, you hear someone yelling, Okay, Ron, is the coast clear? And you're like, is that Richie? Is Richie yelling? <laughs> is Richie instigating something? No, oh no, it's his brother. Okay, there you have it. And it's, it's interesting, yeah, because it really is, it's, it's, it's a fun episode because we don't really, I mean, this is what, Spike's third appearance, I think, and he'll have one more. So Spike isn't really... A, character in the show he's just kind of a smaller version of the Fonz and, and in, but in this one he becomes sort of Spike becomes like because the, the Fonz mentioned parenthood before and this one that comes up comes up a lot because he says that you know Spike needs a talking to and I'm not the person who, who does that so that's why he calls Mr. C down to Arnold's and as Arnold is being forced to make free hamburgers for everyone you know Mr. C and the Fonz have a couple really long talks uh, and which is awesome. I mean, because when you think about the start of the season, how crazy Mr. C was when he thought of the Fonz moving in. Now they're very close, and they're talking and talking. And it's really, it's really, um, it's really, it's really cool. Uh, and and so the episode isn't about Spike because we don't really care about Spike. The episode is about the Fonz, the Fonz and Mr. C's relationship growing, and the Fonz becoming more i guess sort of a, a responsible adult as it were i mean that sounds kind of boring to say that but that that kind of is what's happening here and he does seem sort of excited about the thoughts of parenthood possibly not with spike but maybe with his own child but he still likes the ladies he brings Gigi home he wants time out he practically throws spike out of there when spike is trying to talk to him about what they want to do i mean if the Fonz just listened to for a second, yeah, um, me, Moose and, Moose and Boo-Boo, Moose and Boo-Boo, me, <laughs> Moose and Bobo are going to break into Arnold's and steal money from... A, it's like, how does he even think that's a good idea? I mean, I know he's just a kid, but how does he even think that's a good idea? 
I mean, Arnold and the Fonz are friends. You know, that just seems that just seems strange to me. But I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a very sharp episode. I think it's a very funny episode, and I think the as the show goes on, to many people, the the, the character of the Fonz becomes too ridiculous. Um, I think the character of the Fonz alternate becomes a superhero, and alternate becomes a really good man. He kind of already is a good man, but he will become a better man, I think, as the show goes along. And this, the speech he gives to Spike, I think is a very good one at the end. Um, just the way he says that um, uh, when, when he's talking to him and he says, you know, just, just coming in here and, and just stealing from Arnold, it's just mean. It's just downright mean doing that and and it's just such a such a great moment because the Fonz like the Fonz he's he's always there's a reason why I love the character he's always sort of got everything I mean like he he hits the jukebox here and Hound Dog starts playing but that's an accident he hits it out of anger he hits the phone and he gets to make a phone call there you know and he gets he gets what he needs out of life just by being cool um, but of course it's it's kind of rubbed off the wrong way onto Spike who thinks do whatever you know, if if it sounds good, do it, kind of thing. And the Fonz realizes that he has given bad advice. Second episode in a row where the Fonz kind of goofs a little bit here. But, but he has given bad advice and he has to make it better. And luck, luckily, I mean, it's this um, deus ex uh, mashing it up all over the place here. The um, Because at the, at the end of it, as, as the Fonz and Spike are going to the police station... Um, suddenly Ralph and Potsy and Potsy's shirt is all torn up and he's all beat up show up with the money and they, they basically caught Moose and Bobo um, Ralph grabbed the money and threw Potsy onto those two guys and uh, there's some great very funny stuff between the beaten up Potsy and, and Ralph and Potsy I forget Potsy says something and Ralph's like shut up Potsy you're lucky to be alive and it was it was some great funny stuff I mean it's a very funny episode Arnold is hysterical in it when he's talking to his mop talking about cleaning the bathroom he's got some great shtick when he's trying to sneak up on the robbers um he's sort of being a bit downtrodden when they keep having him make uh, burgers is is great and it's i think i think overall it's a good glauberg is what it is i think it's i think it's a well-written um joe glauberg uh episode and 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 at the end of the day like i said that the, 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 the sort of joy of it is the um not the spike thing, which we may have thought at the time, but it's what's setting it, what it sets in place for further, the furthering of the relationship between Mr. C and the Fonz, and also the furthering of Fonz as a as an adult, as as a responsible person who, well, I mean, hanging all the time, just fixing cars, driving around on your motorcycle, making out with hot chicks, that ain't bad. But he's got this cousin. You know, who whose mom seems to be gone a lot, and he's got his own. You know, he's got his. I mean, uh, what was it? Fonz here says what he's been on his own since what he was six or whatever. You know, and so what is it? Live fast. What is it? Live fast. Is it love hard? Laugh hard. Live fast. Laugh hard. Love hard. And don't let anyone um, use your comb. I forget if it's love hard or laugh hard. It's almost um, a variation of what the uh, Peter Capaldi's doctor says, right as he dies. Um. There's a lot of, a lot of great stuff, and it's. I think it's a pretty great Fonz episode. It's a pretty great Mr. C episode and an Arnold episode. Um, 
it's it it is odd that um for being a show ostensibly about the Cunninghams, Richie's only in it for two brief scenes and Joni's in it only for one brief scene. But, you know, maybe they'll have more to do. I mean the Fonz is kind of taking over the show at this moment, but there will be a point when that kind of shifts and everyone else um well that, that's just the way the show is at this moment. I mean it's really popular and one of the reasons why it's really popular is because people love the Fonz. I mean, that great scene with him and Mr. Cease at the kitchen table where he's got Mr. C's Fig Newtons or Fig Bars and he's got Mr. C's uh, milk and Mr. C's trying to enjoy a cup of warm milk and um, Mr. C's just giving him the sass. And, yeah. I think, it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty good episode. I think it's a pretty darn good episode. Um, I, I like to see the Fonz, like the Fonz learns. You know, sometimes the Fonz just comes in and just kicks butt. But sometimes he learns, and he's struggling like all of us. He's trying to figure out how to do it, because Mr. Mr. C, he has a great moment when Mr. C, the Fonz calls Mr. C down there to just talk to Spike, talk to him, give him one of your speeches, and um, you know because you know Richie's a Richie's a good clean cut kid, you know, and you've got all these speeches, and, he, and Mr. C is like, well, I don't have a magical bag of speeches, you know, I don't have a you know you shouldn't have robbed the local drive-in with two hoods speech. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lovely moment because you can see that, like, Mr. C, and Mr. C says, like, Richie, Richie's the way he is because he's been in the, in, with them, them, the family, the, the Cunninghams, his mom, dad, and Joey for so long, and maybe that other kid that used to live in the house. Um, so there is, there is something about, like, you know, Mr. C, and they keep referencing Robert Young and Father Knows Best, and talk like, talk, you know, something from Father Knows Best, something Robert Young like, and, and like Mr., you know, you know, Robert Young and those, those dads, Fred McMurray, they seemed, they had all the answers, um, you know, um, um, Ward, Cleaver, they had all the answers, well, maybe, maybe, maybe Ozzie Nelson didn't, but, but they, the dads had all the answers, and, and Mr. C is just basically saying, you know, th those dads are great, but I don't have all the answers, you know. He flies by the seat of his pants, too. He just hopes he does the right thing. And we've had him on more than one occasion, I think. Haven't we? Like, in, in the first two seasons, we've had at least, I remember at least one occasion. What is it? The, um, jeez, what, what was that? What was that one episode where he, um, oh, uh, the, the, the quiz show episode where they wanted Richie to cheat. Where Mr. C gives Richie a speech, and then in the end he says, Richie, that was, more or less, that was the wrong speech. I made a mistake. So he's learning, too. Mr. C is still learning, too. You know, and, and the Fonz is right at the start of this. And is accessing a pretty good, um, I think, resource. Because Mr. C, he tries his best. And he doesn't always succeed, but darn it, he's trying. And the Fonz, when the Fonz gets going, he, he, goes, he goes pretty good. Yeah. So... I just uh, so that that yeah those are my thoughts on the episode. I, I think it's a pretty fine episode. Spike isn't a favorite character of mine, but I, I think he works fine in, in here. Um, a couple of moments um, I, I do like the stuff with um, in the beginning where um, the Richie can't help the Fonz out, but Fonz says, but and Richie says, but Fonz, you could do me a favor, and he wants the Fonz to loan him some money. And uh, no, Fonz, I got to go to Chicago for two weeks. You in some kind of trouble? No, no, I'm not. Are you sure? Yeah, it's which I love. Um, there's a there's a weird scene, a Jerry Paris special when the Fonz enters the kitchen looking for some milk, and there's a two shot of of Mrs. C on the left and the Fonz on the right. There's so much headroom. I don't know whether he th like in the rehearsal maybe one of them was wearing a giant hat or what it was, but have a look at that. That is some crazy headroom and.
And as and as always, you know, who knows if there's a wall there in Arnold's or not. In the previous episode of Beauty Contest, they like um, moved um, one of the booths out and and had a table right in front of it because they could do the judging. But there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like in a booth form anymore. So that place can be shifted and moved around like a Rubik's cube. So that's why we love him. Arnold is fantastic and he's very funny. The shtick he does um, when he's trying to sneak up on the robbers is is really good. And talking to the mop is funny. And the the, the gags about the men's room are great. And Mr. C has some great moments where he's sent to um, in, ca- in case the Fonz needs his help, he's sent to the Fonz's office. And um, and as Mr. C is walking in the, I won't get it right, but Mr. C is walking in the um, uh, men's room, he says, can I at least get a chair? Oh, there's plenty of places to sit down in there, which I like. Because <laughs> Mr. C's like, yeah, yeah, I guess there is. And um, can I come out now? I've done everything I could do in here. And everyone laughs big at that. And, and you know, and the, the crowd is getting more raucous, Norman Lear raucous. You could hear him in beauty contests, like when the gals came out in their bathing suits. And um, when when that when the um the gal who takes Richie's out, like, let me go out to the car and I'll start your engine. And it was like, whoa! And at the end of this episode, when when it's all over and um, Spike is left with Mr. and Mrs. C and Mr. and Mrs. C begin to neck, um, and it cuts to the exterior shot of the house and the people applaud. You hear like everyone, whoa! So so people are getting more and more. And it's not quite like Married with Children or Cindy Hall show raucous, but they're getting more and more raucous in here. I do love the Fonz and Mr. C and all of them. Uh, let me just see if I got anything else on this one. I don't think so. Actually, um, Spy, Johnny, Warm Milk, Mr. C, Only Child, I Like Flowers. There you go. I wrote Hightower in big letters right there. Out of Place Is Your Face. No, what did I write here? I don't know what that what that note is. But, um, yeah, and it, that's a lot of just great bits. I mean, that bit with Ralph and Potsy, um, when Potsy's been beat up, it's, it's pretty sweet, and it it all ends up okay, and Spike's going to be all right. Yeah. So, hey, that's this one. It was a shorter episode, I think, here, folks. But I try, I try to get more to the point if I can. I, I do have a tendency to get to a point and then kind of meander around it. I think that's because uh, without someone else on here with me, and I may have said this already, so I'm meandering again, without someone else on here with me, there there isn't a back and forth. It's just me. So, yeah, I think I think beauty contest has its moments. In the end, it leaves me a bit. Uh, but I think bringing up Spike is is a pretty solid and and funny and and good episode of the show. All right, folks, hang on to your pants. The next episode is the final episode in our run through season three. Season three, episode twelve, was episode thirty-two. We'll be talking sight for sore eyes from February twenty-fourth, seventy-six, and from March second, nineteen seventy-six. Arnold's wedding. Ah, and um, yeah, and the ratings are through the roof, and and Laverne Shirley's doing brilliant, and Happy Days is doing brilliant, and like I said at the beginning, everyone is enjoying the show. Everyone is enjoying this, and and I mean, I think obviously, I think I think part of it is that um, with so many shows at this time. Um, were more realistic shows, whether they be the the Mary Tyler Moore shows like the Bob Newhart or or um or Mary Tyler Moore or Rhoda, or or they were um, the Norman Lear shows, which are much more louder and like yelling at you kind of shows. Like you know them, your only family, your Jeffersons, your Maude, your Sanford and Son. I think 
by making themselves into a sort of more regular sitcom, but keeping it in the 50s, they're bringing something to the sitcom form that wasn't there at that moment, that that people seem to really get a kick out of. And having the straightforward sort of family sitcom of Happy Days, followed by the more working class slapstick sitcom of Laverne and Shirley, really struck a chord. And like I've said before, 76, 77, 78, first half of 79, these two shows were not always number one, but were pretty much top of the world, top 10, top five, almost all the time, which is awesome. So thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, we got one more episode. Join me in a, in a little bit, and we wrap up season three. Be good to yourselves. Be safe. Listen to this. Monday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday.